It is a dark time for Stoke City. Although West Brom have been destroyed, Premier League troops have driven the red and white forces from their hidden base in 13th and pursued them across the bottom of the table. <laughs> Evading the dreaded Chelsea Starfleet, a group of freedom fighters led by Jordan Shakiri has established a new secret base on the remote ice world of the bench. The evil Lord Benitez, obsessed with beating Mark Hughes, has dispatched thousands of remote Geordies into the far reaches of the potteries. Welcome to the Wizards of Dribble podcast, where we have officially lost our minds. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, Tom Thrower. Hola, good morning, or whenever you're listening, good whatever time of day That's... it is. And uh, Chris Brammer, you're also here. I am also here. Good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening and good night, some would say. It's nice yeah. to be back. Is it? Well, is it? Is it, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, I, I mean, New Year is, well, it's New Year's Eve as we record. So, New Year's resolution is to actually take everything as um, Mark Hughes and the board does, and actually everything's fine. So it's oh, going to yeah. be a lot more positive from me from now on. <laughs> Everything is fine, Dave. Is that your New Year's resolution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to deny the facts from now on. <laughs> I might make uh, my New Year's resolution to be more positive as well. But uh, it's January, it's December 31st, so I've got a whole day of negativity. <laughs> just, you know, get it out. Let the hate flow flow through me, as it were. Um <laughs> Okay, so uh, Stoke lost again. Uh, it was 5-0, and yeah. And it's one of those 5-0 defeats, or one of those thrashings we have, where everyone just goes, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> we lost 5-0 again. We've conceded more goals than Benevento. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's not nice. But uh, if we are uh, to be finding the positive, I suppose... Uh, in that result, of course, then you have to say that uh, it was not a full-strength Stoke City eleven uh, that started at Stamford Bridge. Uh, Tom, did you think Hughes made the right decision in uh, rotating? Yeah, um, I, I think obviously the, the Newcastle game tomorrow is big and that was always going to have to be... Um, prioritised but the team he sent out it wasn't like he sent a, to- a total youth team out I mean there was only okay it was Tyman's first game and Edwards has only played a few games but I mean Charlie Adam is an experienced international Mam Juice an experienced international Darren Fletcher is supposed to be the bloody vice captain of the club um, so I-, I don't really buy into this whole Oh well, Hughes's Hughes's team selection was a joke, and that's the reason we've lost. It wasn't. It was the same old, same old. It doesn't really matter who's on the pitch. And Hughes even said it himself as the great motivator that he is. Said we <laughs> even if we had our best players on the pitch, we wouldn't have been able to beat Chelsea, which is hilarious, <laughs> especially when you think what we did there two seasons ago when we drew and probably should have won. Um, didn't didn't Burnley go three 0 up against them this season? Yeah, but Burnley have a wizard in charge of their football club. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so the the main changes were Shakiri, Allen, Chupo Moting and Crouch were all bench. I think uh, the rest of the changes were kind of enforced, particularly at the back. Um, do, do you think our game plan was 
appropriate. I mean, you you know, you can pick hairs after a 5-0 thrashing by Chelsea and just talk around in circles, but uh, should we have gone more gung-ho? Should we have tried to do what Newcastle tried to do against Man City and just really try and frustrate them? Um, that may have been what we tried to do, but we just don't know. Um, Chris, what what did you make of our approach yesterday? Well, I think that's just it. I don't think there was an approach. I don't think we went into the game with any plan whatsoever. I think we went. <laughs> I think the team went out there knowing well we're going to get beat, so we might as well not bother. There was a lovely quote which um, I saw bounded around, which said that if. If the Stokes, if Stokes shorts had pockets in them, their players would be walking around with their hands in their pockets. Because, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I mean, what was what was the game plan? Was it to try and like just defend against Chelsea? Because I didn't really see any signs of that. We certainly didn't have a go at them. Um, I don't know. You just, you, like, I, I understand completely going away to Stamford Bridge. The, the reservation about throwing everything at Chelsea. But you'd like to see them at least try and try and hit a counter-attack. Try something, anything at all. But no, I, I couldn't tell you what our plan was, apart from, well, let's just lose. Like, that genuinely seems like let's that was the plan. Lose. That was just the plan. That, that's what it seems like, anyway. It really does seem like our um, our entire game strategy and tactics are based on the opposition being shit. And not being able to do things yeah. against us, <laughs> because even yeah. I, I get that we're dropping into the deep block early, and Burnley, as we've already mentioned, have done really well with that. But I think it was the the Drinkwater goal. Some coach who had something to do with Man City put a video up on Twitter. It's not there anymore, which is sad. Um, put a video up and showed how because our midfield was pretty much five paces in front of the defence. Drinkwater had all the time in the world to line up that shot and there was no one in the way of it. And that's just how it's been all season. We seem to have no urgency to go and get at the opposition. And then when we do get the ball, it looks like we're being told to dribble with it less. Because Ramadan doesn't look like he was last season. Do you remember when he tore Middlesbrough apart when he was just Mm. running at defenders and sending them spinning all over the shop? It looks like he's been told to do that less. And in the Chelsea match, the only time he did it, he left the bloody best defender in the league on his arse. He just ran straight past yep. him. So, it, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know why we do these things. Mm. <laughs> um, if you're going to go to Chelsea with an understrength team, like... Understandably, I suppose, but you're essentially waving a white flag saying, look, this is a free hit, this is a bonus game, as Pulis likes to call them, it's whatever you want to call it. If you're going to do that, may as well just try try and do something weird. Try and, like, go three up front or something. <laughs> go go crazy. You know, it, it, all bets are off. So why try and conservatively uh, just hope for the best? Why not just stick three strikers on, lump it forward, or try and you know go for it well again oh. it's it's hard to know if that was our tactic from the beginning because we conceded after three minutes so <laughs> can uh, my oh, it's talking about tactics from the beginning can we just rant a little bit about how every time we kick off we get the oh, ball to gosh. like a midfielder and then pump it like out wide to a chelsea player like what 
is is that is that what we are now? Is this the what was the point of that? Yeah, we we don't do kickoffs good. That's um, I've, I've, if you talk about setting the tone, it's it's it doesn't set a tone really, does it? It's like we've we've literally been given the ball. Like <laughs> it's your job to hold on to the ball. Don't give it to them straight away. Do, don't do let... they? Th- do they think it's like rugby where you you have to boot it to the opposition <laughs> from kickoff? Just yeah, just try to get territory. Mm. But I've um, apparently. And it's definitely in apparently, according to Ben Rowley, um, he he was towards the pitch one game, and Chupo was in front of him as said kickoff routine was um, carried out, and apparently he could quite audibly be heard to ask, maybe not in these exact words, why on earth we do that? So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, you'd have thought like. We've we've been given enough practice from kickoff situations recently. We've conceded that many goals. We've we've had a lot of goes at kicking off. Surely we'd we'd have had that routine like nailed by now. Oh well. <laughs> uh, what is it? Miguel Delaney. Seven kickoffs, I imagine. Then, if we've conceded, yeah, uh, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel Delaney uh, was at the game and he tweeted. There have been about 10 occasions in the first 40 minutes where a Chelsea player has had the ball approaching the Stoke goal and then just thought, hang on, I can just keep going, as there isn't a challenge anywhere near him. Rudiger just carried it from his own half to the byline. Um, uh, Fletcher? Is is he still a thing? Is he is he part yeah. of the reserves now? Is his inclusion yesterday a sign that uh, perhaps he won't play against Newcastle, or am I just hoping? No, he's going to take up a uh, Leon Britton esque caretaker manager role when Hughes goes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic! Oh uh, yeah, that is. We got him for free, and I think we paid too much for him. <laughs> I, I've, gen- I've genuinely, I mean, we've seen some not very good footballers in our time in the Premier League. But I don't think I've ever questioned one as much as Darren Fletcher, because he was supposed yeah. to be good. He played for Man United. <laughs> he played for Sir Alex Ferguson's Man United. Yeah, that's quite scary as to what's happened to him. Mm. It's just the the, the, de- the the decline has hit him fast, definitely. And yeah. I think, you know, it, it it was a concern when you heard West Brom fans say, "Yeah, yeah, we were right to move him on." Like yeah, I can see why West Brom kind of thought that way. It's um, it is it's a real shame, but God knows why why that was our transfer policy to replace an aging Glenn Whelan with an aging Darren Fletcher. I don't know, but I guess power of hindsight, isn't it? Although you could clearly possibly see this coming. Um, oh man, it's a big uh, big transfer window, isn't it? Speaking of transfers, um, mm-hmm. Saido Berahino was put through on goal again yesterday. Um, I, I suppose it's not like the worst miss I've ever seen. At least it hit the target, in theory. Um, like he's he's gone, right? He's like he's not a footballer anymore. It seems to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's just oh, it's just so depressing because. You, everyone knows he's not going to score that chance. Like it's just inevitable that it's not going in the goal. So, are we going to sell him in the summer, uh, or 
even as early as January, do we think? And can we get any money for him? I don't know who'd who'd pay money for him outside of the bottom half of the championship and below, and they aren't going to be able to pay his wages or anything. I felt a bit sorry for him yesterday because although that was the kind of chance which you look at and go, right, if it's a good striker, that's being put in the back of the net. That was our only shot. So (laughs) it it, it must be hard because to be, A, a player who hasn't scored for 12 months because for half of that time you weren't playing any football um, and then to get a chance like that at 4-0 down, 3-0 down, it just, Mm. yeah, I'd never see that going in in the match situation. Like, I don't know. I'd like to see Barry Hino given a chance under a new manager. I don't think we're ever going to have a new manager. <laughs> so it's Hughes forever. Yeah. Hughes forever. Tree's lovely. <laughs> um, let's uh, move on to talk about the Newcastle United game then. Uh, a game, of course, where we need uh, a reaction, uh, as Sparky <laughs> likes to say. Um this is absolutely massive again, and we said this after West Brom. We said, "Oh, in a few games' time, we'll have a situation like the West Brom game where we need to really, really win. Otherwise, you know, we'll probably go down." Uh, I mean, Newcastle don't have a very good team at all for me. They still beat us at their place, but how are we feeling about this game? Do you do you foresee the usual, you know, grinding out a result against a crap team, or could? Could it be worse? Could Newcastle uh, do us? I, I genuinely, genuinely think it Newcastle could do us. Um, I, I, I mean, personally, I think it's probably just going to end in a draw. But um, I don't know. I there, there has to be a point where grinding out these results doesn't happen for us. Or at least that's the way it feels. And Newcastle. They've got a very they have they have a very good manager and I don't know you just I just don't feel very confident about this team doing anything at the moment let alone beating what is described as a championship side in in Newcastle so like genuinely I I don't feel confident going into this game the thing that really scares me about Newcastle is um, yeah their footballers aren't very good but a look what they did to us when we went to their place earlier in the season. Um, and they've got pace all over the shop in that team. Yeah, they've got Murphy mm. and Atsu and Richie, and I think that's the difference to West Brom because I think when when Chadley came on for West Brom against us, that was when I was crapping it and thinking, "Oh God, mm-hmm. we're actually going to lose to West Brom." And Newcastle <laughs> have loads of players like that who Rafa will make sure are up for that game and aren't worried about running it. Kevin Wimmer or something like that and yeah I think for for the first time we're going into one of these games and I'm really not very confident that we're going to win mm-hmm. yeah and the other thing of course about Newcastle is Rafa has made them more organised that defence it's not the best but it certainly is capable of shutting a, a blunt attack like ours out no question so um I'm really concerned and by the time most people listen to this podcast we'll it'll either be the day of the game or perhaps even after the Newcastle game so uh, I might record record three different endings to the podcast and just <laughs> upload one depending on the result but um I think we'll probably do them just I think it'll be an awful game I can't foresee it being 
uh, at the start of match of the day, like the Chelsea one was. But um, yeah, what what kind of team do you put out for that then? Like, given the given the rotation of Mark Hughes, are we saying? Four two three one is the way to go. I know a lot of people had us lining up as four two three one yesterday, but it was more of a four five one. I thought. Uh, what, Tom? How would you uh, set Stoke up to get a result tomorrow? I have, I have no idea, and I have no idea <laughs> what team he's actually going to send out. Because do we play four four one one or four two three one, or do we? Are we still a three at the back team? Does Tom Edwards play three games in two days? Does Darren Fletcher play three games in two days? Uh, it, it's just questions. Well, we, one of our set of midfielders it has to be has to have played against Chelsea. It's either mm, Cameron, yeah. Affalai, Adam, or unfortunately Fletcher is still fit and um, available to be selected. So I don't know. I imagine the plan will be Jordan Shakiri save my job. That'll be the standard. <laughs> That'll be the tactics for the game, I, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you mentioned about the January transfer window. Um, <laughs> if we if we resign to Hughes uh, staying, um, what what what's your absolute top priority for us in the window? Well, it has to be another midfielder, surely, and a midfielder who can shore us up a little bit a replacement for Darren Fletcher essentially um, that has to be the number one priority I think um, I've, I've seen that we're after strikers again like that that's a good old hit to keep bringing out isn't it um, which funnily enough I don't actually see as our priority although if the rumours are true that Hesse is quitting our loan and going off to Las Palmas um, then possibly we we maybe should look at another player in that position. Um, I said on the Patreon podcast, maybe a right back. I I don't know. Midfielder is where I would want to spend money. Or just bring me and Bula back. Oh, That'd be nice, wouldn't it? I miss him. Oh, God. You, you, we'll have people tweeting us in now. <laughs> Agendas yeah, and stuff. Whoa. I mean, like... It, it can't be what, worse, can it? Yeah, exactly. Whatever you think of him, Bula, and whatever his attitude is or was or wasn't can he if you play him constantly in the team can he be any worse than Darren Fletcher right now I suppose the only issue is that Darren Fletcher is supposed to be playing more of a defensive role and uh, G our, our best mate G is a guy who pushes the ball forward and then who do you restrict do you restrict Joe Allen to a defensive role we can't have two players running forward that would be madness <laughs> Did we see the comments um, that were apparently made prior to the game from Hughes about how most of our business is going to be done late in the window and it's all going to be <laughs> loans and apparently it's all going to be loans and it's going to be late in the window because their parent clubs might not want to let anyone go. It, it's all we need plays be... in tomorrow. We need, we need like, the, the minute, like, oh, Happy New Year, pop the champagne. We need Hughes to be on the phone then signing yeah. someone. Yeah. Perhaps someone who's possibly drunk and, you know, isn't totally aware of where they are. If he, if he signs someone yeah. on the dot on New Year's Eve, that's when we need to be signing players. <laughs> we can't just wait until the end of January and hope a loan falls for us. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you can read into that comment what you want, but to me that just says... 
They are not giving me <laughs> any money. They don't trust me. I'm I'm off in the summer. That's what that says to me. Because like if 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 the board was serious about keeping Mark Hughes, why on earth would they not be giving him money to spend this window? Well, it's just it's just the normal they... crapshoot of uh, all these different <laughs> comments because we had we had coats coming out earlier in the um earlier in the this month saying. Oh yeah, I understand we're in a bit of a dangerous situation, and I'm definitely prepared to spend to get us out of it. Well, no, you're not. <laughs> you, 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 uh, look at all the people we've been linked with. They're either people whose contracts run out at the end of this summer, um, or or like cheap players who are going to come in either on a loan or for oh. three or five million pounds. God. It's, it's- it's such a weird transfer strategy we have because it's not even like we're trying to do money ball or anything where we're buying <laughs> cheap to like raise. We are just buying cheap for the sake of not spending money. And we, oh, our transfer strategy over the last two seasons has been an utter, utter nightmare minus one or two players who've been okay and good like Bruno. But then, you know, Bruno's gone now and dead in it yeah. like what's what's <laughs> happened to him now so jesus we just re- stoke now whereas before when it was tony pulis we were a, you know we were the battersea dog home of, of footballers now we are just the place where footballers come to have their careers ended a little bit <laughs> sido i'm looking at you Hashtag mm. ambition Here's, here's another fun tweet, uh, Daniel Story. List of teams Stoke have beaten away from home in the last two years. Watford, Bournemouth, Hull, Sunderland, Stevenage, Southampton, Doncaster. <laughs> See, that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because you two, representing the, the, the northern teams that we've beaten, yeah. I think, yeah. And then I'm, I was all the southern ones. So Aww. it's nice. Stoke are being kind to the, to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. not like I, it, that's that's a, a, a worrying stat. I, I suppose on the to try. We were, and be we were at advocate, one of those games, Chris. Hey, we <laughs> We've were, done well. Was, We've done well. We, we were, but I suppose to to play devil's advocate, we've. In, uh, when we've been in the Premier League, our away record has never been an amazing, amazing thing. That kind of did change a little bit under Mark Hughes. You did feel in the early seasons, well, especially. Well, oh, initially under Mark Hughes, sorry, Chris, uh, we like tried away from home, which was such a departure <laughs> yeah. from Hewlett, yes. who set up for a 1-0 defeat every time. Yeah, whereas now, now I don't think we do try. We're set up for 3-0 <laughs> defeats now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I hope 2018's better. <laughs> Same, funnily enough. Yeah, that'd be good. If 2018 could be better, I think I'd I'd feel like, just a little bit happier. Like I'll be happy. Like I mean, it doesn't even need to be like the whole year. Maybe like only from the start of next season when we start the the championship by by like a proper good and we get to the top of the league in the first month. Like that'd Watch be good. Me right. I've got got the music playing in my head for the uh, championship coverage. <laughs> we, we could be on that Sky Bet advert with the Kanye West song on it. Oh, nice. We've got That'd that nice good. little font Hi- you can have on the back of your shirt. Um, and we get get highlights on Channel 5 with Colin Murray. We yeah. Excellent. Uh, leads away. Always oh, nice. See, see, like... Uh, positive New Year's resolution. Oh, I'm looking forward to all the grounds in the championship. <laughs> It's going to be entertaining when teams like Burton come to us thinking, 
oh yeah, Premier League team, their ground's going to be amazing and realise that they've probably got better facilities than we do for fans <laughs> at the ground. At least they've got card payment at birth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, oh, we didn't discuss um, how how sad is it, Chris, that we can't even celebrate an Angoy deployment uh, because of the game. I know, I know. Like that's always sad. Mark Hughes, what have you done to us where we can't even celebrate a Julian Angoy? What? Oh, see, that's his biggest crime. <laughs> I am not. I am not happy about that. Oh, I mean, it's. It did, it did warm my heart uh, when I was on Twitter, just seeing people who didn't even follow Wizards or me just, <laughs> just tweeted, oh, he's deployed him, deployed. Yeah, I was like, yes, <laughs> get in. I think if you asked Hughes about his youth policy, he'd sort of say it was like character building, like someone who's clearly just bullying someone would say. <laughs> mm. yeah. I, I mean, uh, poor Tom Edwards and, and, and Josh Tyburn and, and Jules as well. Like, they must... The under-23s must sit there cowering before matches thinking, bloody hell, I best not shine too much today, otherwise I'm going to have to go and get spanked <laughs> in the first team. <laughs> it is such a weird, weird, like, blooding process that we have of putting youth through, isn't it? It's just, Well, there we is have a no process. process. <laughs> there is no process. Yeah, it's throw them to the wolves and uh, we'll just throw him on whilst we're down four goals or whatever. It's... I mean, that was... Someone was throwing the quote around from when we signed Mark Hughes, saying that, you know, Stoke will be wanting to uh, pull more f- players from the academy and play more attacking football. That's what Mark Hughes is going to bring. And it's like, well, he he, can, he did one half of that for two years at least, and now we are not even doing any of it properly, I don't mm. feel. Ugh. Speaking of uh, exciting young strikers... Uh, we've been linked with Daniel Sturridge, lads. Um, uh, th- now, this is actually quite exciting, I suppose. Uh, and I'm suspicious of it, naturally, because it seems too positive <laughs> a story for Stoke City. But uh, Sturridge, uh, I think we can all agree it's it, an exciting move. But um, do we have anyone who can pass him the ball so he can score goals and stuff? <laughs> I mean, we've got Jordan, but I think like the likelihood of those two being fit for the same football matches is <laughs> impossible. Um, no, we don't. We're gonna. I don't know. We have we have Butland and Shawcross can pass him the ball if he doesn't mind jumping and getting up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't think he's gonna come. God. I don't know why you would. No. No, I don't. I don't see us again. No, positive. 2018, <laughs> positive. Yes, he's coming, isn't he? He's going to be great. It's going to be like that Liverpool side that came second. We're going to storm up the league. You're <laughs> saying Suarez and Sterling as well. <laughs> yeah, and Brendan Rodgers. Then everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's continue in that positive vein then and talk about uh, our highlights of 2017. It's going to be a long old segment. This, uh, okay. Have Have you got lads? Anything? It doesn't have to be on the pitch because you know it probably won't be. But anything like fun or joyful that in any way vaguely relates to Stoke uh, that occurred this year. I reckon. I reckon that bit where um, you know against Wolves in the FA Cup, 
where we took Bojan and Imbula off because they were the source of all of our problems and that I solved like all our problems. <laughs> that solved everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I have a genuine one. Um, I the the most surprising thing of the year, I think, was the out of the blue announcement that we've got a partnership with St. Pauli. That was pretty cool for yeah. 2017, and came from nowhere. That was yeah, that was really weird. Um, yeah, a whole not... summer was bizarre. Oh my god, yeah, was like... I forgot about preseason. That that happened. Yeah. Yeah, pre-season was fun. Yeah, then we got thrashed by St. Paulo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that's that's fun. But yeah, on the subject of pre-season, how about the only Stoke striker to have any kind of run of form, Hosselu in pre-season? <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. was on fire. Yeah, I actually have a pre-season one. I was okay, in good. the beautiful Swiss Alps watching. Gianelli and Bueller set up Saido Berahino for his only ever Stoke goal, oh, and I oh, saw Mbappe nice. like in front of me. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was great. Oh yeah, okay, that was great. That, oh, was, that was a good time. That was nice. Uh, yeah, nothing much in the uh, league campaigns, uh, but our, our trip to Sunderland, Chris, was in uh, January and. I mean, it's, it's a damning indictment we're going as far back as January, but that was a good first half. I enjoyed that. That that Austrian fella was good that day. I forget his name. Oh, yeah. Um, not Wimmer. Not um, <laughs> no, that was a good day. I enjoyed that day a lot, actually. <laughs> um, some 2017 highlights on Twitter. Luke Trafford. Seeing Harry Potter in the flesh was cool. Uh, <clears throat> as for on the pitch, maybe the draw at City. Um, yeah, that was fun because I was in a pub and no one else was watching that game because they were all watching it, oh, yeah, some that was silly the... Barcelona PSG thing. But we were watching yeah. real <laughs> good nil-nil Proper draws. Fucking Guardiola, good scoring. old British football. Yeah, much better. Oh. Uh, Stuart says deciding to leave at half time versus West Ham to go to the wife's Christmas party that's a good call Um, uh, David Rice wearing my Cameron jersey to the Swansea uh, NCFC Norwich uh, exhibition game this summer and having a native Stokey come over to chat very unexpected for him in the US and a real treat for me that and seeing Shaq flourish this season I want to know why Swansea are playing Norwich in an exhibition game in the United States. Who's New York, going to watch it? that? NCFC. Oh, oh, he's put, he's just put NCFC here, so I got confused. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, New York would make sense, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Anything else? Uh, d- deployment. Uh, Depl- deployment's good. Yeah. Um. My oh, football manager Arsenal. saves going really well, Dave. <laughs> Oh, tell, tell us about that, Chris. Tell us about your football. Yeah, it's, it's really good. We just Stoke have just won the league. Um, got a really good team. We've got uh, Christian Pulisic there, who's setting up uh, Roberto Firmino all the time. That's quite nice. Got what a couple year of good is this? Ah, oh, it's like twenty twenty two or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, you know, not the not so far in the future. What else has happened? Well, we got to the Champions League final. Um, and that was nice, but I then got beat by Real Madrid. So yeah. uh, bet, we, we, bet, we bet the podcast boys were negative about that. Yeah, they were all yeah. those, those bloody. Put, they're, they're so ungrateful. Where were they? <laughs> eh? in the 
early qualifying rounds against uh, <laughs> Apoel or whatever. Where were they? <laughs> but yeah, no, that's fun. Um, I mean, really, fantasy Stoke has been better than real life Stoke. As, uh, oh, as absolutely. The case. It usually is. <laughs> I mm. don't think I have any other highlights. Um, right, uh, to finish then, uh, we will... Uh, I posted on Twitter yesterday, sum up Stoke season in a film quote. Uh, I might put together a little montage of these. The musical growth rate of this band cannot even be charted. They are treading water in a sea of retarded sexuality and bad poetry. Well, that's, that's nitpicking, isn't it? I'm too old for this shit. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Man, game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? You can't handle the truth! <laughs> what a story, Mark. Yeah, you can say that again. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. I have a bad feeling about this. I don't sense anything. I've got a bad feeling about this. Oh, I have a bad feeling about this. I've got a bad feeling about okay. this. Quiet. What? Very bad feeling about this. I got a bad feeling about this. There's an awful lot of moisture in here. I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. I have a bad feeling about this. I have a really bad feeling about this. I got a bad feeling about this. Uh, what about uh, you guys? Have you got uh, any inspiration for us? <laughs> I have a few. I have a few from different points of view. Uh, a Mark Hughes quote from the film Memento is, uh, we all lie to ourselves to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've got, from Forrest Gump, stupid is as stupid does, which kind of reflects it. Apocalypse Now, the horror, the horror. Um, (laughs) And then finally, and this is from me, positive 2018 from Shawshank Redemption. Remember, Red, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. Oh. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Sweet. Well. <laughs> I don't, I don't have um, a quote as per se, but I just feel this whole season has been like that scene in Reservoir Dogs where he's got the policeman <laughs> tied to the chair and he's literally just cutting chunks <laughs> off him. <laughs> It's just deeply <laughs> uncomfortable, and you want it all to end. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I think, therefore, this episode should be called Stuck in the Middle with You. Stuck <laughs> in the Middle with Hughes. Whoa. Yes! <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Uh, yeah, like I said, we have, you know, properly just gone now. We're spent. Uh, we'll see. You, we'll see you again in... 2018. I'll round off with uh, my film quote, which was from Toy Story. Mark, you are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, everyone. Right, for God's sake, Stoke, just 
bloody bastard win. I just... Oh, <laughs> rah, rah. <laughs>